Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. That said, let's go to this week's message. Christmas is almost here. Or is it here? How many, do, do, do people, some people like have mixed emotions on, on Christmas. I always find it funny how it's like peace on earth. And you go to South Edmonton to Commons and there's like nothing but peace. It's like I get more fingers in a week than I do all week long or all year long uh, when I go to South Commons during Christmas, right? It's, um, it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? Um, but uh, welcome to Canada. There's a little goose running across. Welcome to Canada. Everyone see that uh, YouTube video? It's a beaver, right? In Banff. Welcome to Canada. Welcome to Canada. You know, as he's like dodging, dodging like YouTube. It. It's, it's funny. It's totally, it came to act to me at that very moment. Um, I just want to give you guys a couple uh, 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 preambles. We're not doing church on December 24th. Um, so just if you're, if you're like, uh, if you've been used to going to church on Christmas Eve, uh, find somewhere else. <laughs> um, we're, we're still being in church, but uh, we just felt like it was, we, we should, uh, am I, was I not supposed to say that? Shanley's like over there whispering to the girls by her, he's like, he's so not refined. Um, <laughs> Uh, we just, we just want to, because we do such a huge uh, setup and teardown, uh, we want to make sure that our team is healthy. And, uh, and because Christmas is such an important time for to be with family, we just, we felt like it would be hindering on family time. And we just said, you know what, we're, we're not going, we're deciding not to do church on December the 24th. There's a lot of other churches in our city that are doing amazing things. So we welcome you to go in and be a part of their church that day. Uh, but we are doing church on uh, December 31st. And on as well, December 31st, we're uh, in the evening, my wife and I, Shauna Lee, not just my wife, her name is Shauna Lee, um, we're, we're opening up our home for anybody that doesn't have something to do in the nighttime. So at 8 o'clock, uh, you can email me. You can ask the guest center. They can give you a little address things. That we're opening up our home to whoever wants to, wants to come and hang out. Uh, bring board games. It's potluck. It's like... <laughs> 400 people coming to our house. Um, I've actually been frantically, like we've been like sort of over the last two years, like picking away at developing our basement and taking a piece out like a little bit at a time. And when we decided to do this, we're like, we need our basement. So I've been like frantically over the last like two weeks, like, like standing. So I probably, if I'm like abnormally white, it's because I'm filled with like soda or dust from like sanding and, and cutting drywall and stuff. So uh, yeah, so I'm going to get back on track. So let's pray. God, we just thank you that we could be here, and we, we just love uh, your presence, and we love the people uh, that make Discovery Church. So God, as we look into the word today, please uh, let it sink into our lives and, and it change our lives in this Christmas season. In your name, amen. How many people like bartering? I... I love to barter, and it's like never, the price that is listed is never the price that they can sell it for. Well, in Canada, it's a little bit different, but I, I love traveling to other countries, and I have in the past, and I always find myself at markets. And I'm a barter, bartering person, but 
Sean Lee's not at all. And uh, so that doesn't always make a good um, pair when we go to try to get a good price on something because I'm bartering. And she's like, seriously, you're embarrassing me. Um, I remember we were in Peru and she wanted these like placemats for, for our outdoor t- uh, dining set. And uh, the conversion, I don't know what the conversion was, but I remember saying the number one, the main thing you've got to remember when you barter, you've got to be willing to walk away. She really wanted these placemats, and I'm like, you've got to be willing to walk away. And I, wa- I was determined to get the best price I could possibly get for these placemats. And I was there bartering back and forth, and the guy was not budging. And Shelly was like, I want them. I'm like, no, we're walking away. And I started walking away, and she decides that she's staying. And I'm walking away. I was like, come on. You're like, come. And she's like, she's staying there, and she's like, no, I'm getting them. And she's paying as I'm like walking away. I'm like, that's the worst bartering ever. But she got her placemats that we don't use anymore. Um, <laughs> we, just, this past, just this past week, we are, uh, we're actually um, just bought a new washer and dryer. And all the stores now are like match and beat, right? Like with the price, and we'll match it and beat it. And we went to one store, and uh, we had a really good price from this other store. And I'm kind of like, well, I'm going to go across the street and see if I can, like, work it back and forth a little bit down. If you're in sales, I know you hate me. Um, I, I apologize. But, but you're in sales for a reason, so deal with it. So I go to one store and get a really good price, go to the other store. And as I'm, like, trying to barter, like, I got a really good, we got a really good price. And the manager was being so rude to me because he didn't really essentially didn't really want to match the price. And I was trying, I was trying to like, be like, I'm going to walk away. And I'm like, I'm going to walk away. Like, I'm going to walk away. Let's go. And, and um, we didn't get the price beaten. But I felt a little bit disrespected when I was trying, like, they were like, I will beat the price by 10% of the difference. And, and like, I was standing at his desk and instead of having a conversation with me face to face, he was like, yeah, no. Like, I just felt, I left that store feeling a little bit disrespected. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you felt disrespected before, uh, but I have. And, and it was just a salesperson, but I wonder what it feels like when, when we get disrespected by our friends or our family or people that are, are close to, it, to us. Now, I can forget about a salesperson pretty quickly. Well, I still love them, but I can like, walk out of the store, get in my truck, drive home, and I don't really remember what happened unless I really made Sean Lee mad, and then I remember for um, we have a conversation about it, and then I run back to the store apologizing. <laughs> I can forget about a salesperson, but it gets hard to forget about a family member or an in-law or a brother, or a sister, or a, or a close friend, or, or a son and daughter, when, when you're disrespected um, by, by those. Have you, have you ever found yourself mad, or upset, to somebody that you love so closely? Isn't it crazy that uh, sometimes the people that you get upset with the most, or hold the most unforgiveness towards, are some of the people that you're closest to? Ask the question, ever been there? It's kind of like a rhetorical question. It's like, of course you've been there. It's like, uh, we, we're, you're, you may even be there right now. And, and lots of times when you get mad, it's not, you, you, we, <laughs> this is just humanness, I guess. It's, it's like, you don't, you don't really want to deal with it. You want to 
let them know that you're mad, or you want to let them know that you're upset, or you want revenge, depending on, on what level of severity that they hurt you, you might, you, might, you might take it all the way. And you think, maybe if I don't talk to them, or maybe if I don't show up to their birthdays, or maybe if I don't call during Christmas, uh, you, don't, uh, you do everything you can to show that person that you're supposed to love, or that person that's supposed to love you, that, you know what, you don't really need them. You, you don't really need their, their support. You don't really need them in your lives. And you just go on, and you say, uh, you, you, just, you don't talk to them, you don't hang out with them, or you don't visit them, or you don't call them, just because you want them to know that what they did to you actually doesn't really hurt, and that I'm stronger than that anyway. And we're, we're in a, a two-part series this, this, uh, for this week and next week called History, and you can, you can break it down in his story, or history is the way that it's on the screen. And I wanted us to look at uh, the birth of Jesus through the eyes of his parents. And today we're going to look at Joseph and to see the rights that Joseph had and, and, and what we could learn personally from the life of Joseph that could help us have a better Christmas this year. If, if you, if you uh, know the Christmas story at all, Jesus was the son of God that, that came to earth, but he was, he was born of a virgin Mary. We'll, we'll talk about Mary next week. But there's Joseph, who was his earthly dad. And now Joseph and, and Mary were engaged to be, to be married. And now I know that there's a lot of engagements in, in our culture that you get engaged and it breaks off partway through. And sometimes it's a big deal, sometimes it's not. But in the Jewish, in the Jewish culture, in the Jewish law, if, if somebody... Was, was engaged, it was, it was usually a, a ceremony a, a, a one year before their wedding ceremony. It was a big deal. Not only was it a big deal, it was even a bigger deal if the lady showed up pregnant before they actually were married, okay? So much a big deal that, that the Jewish law would actually tell, to, uh, we, when we look at it, you could have, like, Joseph could have stoned Mary, could have had her humiliated, and I want to read the account in Matthew 1. It's from the Message Translation. And it says, These are the facts concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her fiancé, being a man of steam principle, decided to break the engagement, but to do it quietly, as he didn't want any public or he didn't want to publicly disgrace her. As he lay awake concerning this, he fell into a dream and saw an angel standing beside him saying, Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and he will have a son, and, and, and she will have a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Like I said, the, the engagement was, was a big deal. If, if Mary showed up pregnant, if your, where, what? Oh, they fixed it. Man, Sharon, you're so good. Why don't we give it up to Sharon? She is amazing. Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't mean that to point attention to because there was like sin instead of son, but literally Sharon has served every single week on uh, putting songs up on our screen. So thank you, Sharon. Uh, yeah, it is amazing. We wouldn't be able to do Christian karaoke without her. So, um, all right, um, so it, we're, we're, the engagement is a big deal. Now, I, I try to put myself in Joseph's, Joseph's shoes for a minute. 
I have dreams about lots of stuff. Food, family, nightmares, my dog, which is a nightmare. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of, Joseph went to sleep. His, his future wife, who was supposed to be like completely dedicated to him, all of a sudden showed up pregnant. Something's got to happen for somebody to get pregnant, okay? And it's not normal for people to get pregnant without being together. If I was Joseph, I don't care what kind of dream I would have had, I would have been chapped. I would have been really, I would have been really upset. I would have felt some kind of resentment, maybe even unforgiveness towards Mary. I, I get that. Like, we, we, we can read the Bible now, and we, and we believe that the Bible is real and, if you, and, and is life-giving. And if you don't have a Bible and, and you're here, we believe that this, this, this black thing of mine, but um, there's also Bibles that we want to give to you because we believe that it can really impact and, and change your life for the good. So if you don't have a Bible uh, at, the, at the guest center, ask the, the people there, and they'll get you, get you a Bible. It's our gift to you. But we have the Bible. We can read through it and understand that Jesus was, was born of Mary and we can read the account of it. But what about putting yourself in it? What would have you felt like if you were Joseph showing up, your future wife, it was, it was supposed to be giving herself completely to you before you actually um, were, were married and she showed up pregnant? I, would have, I don't care what kind of dream I would have had. I would have had a hard time believing it. But here is Joseph having his right, having the right to humiliate her, to have her killed. And then he said, well, I don't want to do that, so I'll just send her away peacefully. But then he takes the next step and says, no, I'm, going to, I'm, going, I'm still going to marry this, this lady. He went against everything that culture said and, and what the Jewish law said was okay. He had rights. What would have you done? So I look at that and ask the question, what can we learn from Joseph and the story of Jesus' birth this Christmas season to make this Christmas, Christmas of 2017, better than the Christmas of 2016, better than the Christmas of 2015? What can we learn from Joseph? There's so many people, and probably many of us here, that hold resentment and unforgiveness towards people. And some of those people are the closest people in our lives. And, and, we, and we may still go to Christmas dinner and talk to them, but deep down there's something that they've done or something that they've said to us or how they've acted to us. They might have really hurt us. And we just deal with them. And we hold this resentment to our dads or to our moms or to our sons or daughters or in-laws or brothers and sisters. 
and, and we're walking around in, in this unforgiveness that just, just eats you from the inside out. And I think we can learn something from Joseph today that, that we can actually step into something and say that, that what's in the past is in the past, and I'm going to move, move forward. Not saying that doesn't hurt, and you're probably saying, well, you don't know my situation, Lauren. You don't, you don't know what my dad did to me, or you don't know uh, what, what mom said to me, or you don't know uh, how my son treated me. I don't. And you might be saying, well, well, Joseph had a dream where an angel showed up. I don't have any dream. I, God never showed up. Maybe if God showed up in my life, maybe, maybe I would forgive. Well, guess what? God did show up. And God will show up in this Bible, in, this, in the word of God, more often if you would just open it. Just let's, let's, see what, let's see what the Bible says about forgiveness. Because if we believe that the Bible is actually uh, God-breathed, then every word in here has, is truth. Right? So let's, let's see what, what the Bible says about the need to forgive. Matthew 6, 14 to 15 says, For I have forgiven men, or for if you have forgiven men when, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Colossians 3.13 says this, bear, each other, uh, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ephesians 4.32 uh, says, Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ forgave you. You know what? You might have a right. You might have, have there, there's a song that comes on Shine FM. Uh, I don't listen to Shine FM often. It's, great, it's a great uh, radio station. If you don't have Christian music in your life, uh, 105.9, they didn't pay me to say that, um, but they should have. There's, there's a song that comes on, and it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a line in it. It's, it says, even when the jury and the judge says you have the right, what will you do? You know what? You might have the right. I felt like I had the right to get a better deal on a washing machine and a dryer this past week. And you might have a right to be mad at your dad or at your, at your sister. And lots of times we hold on to unforgiveness and bitterness and, and we think that if we hold on to it, that that will affect them. And you may have heard it said that, that unforgiveness is like drinking poison thinking it will affect the other person, right? And, and unforgiveness is, is so important. Uh, God says it's so important, not necessarily just for the other person, but it's more important for you because the bitterness and the unforgiveness will eat you from, uh, from the inside. Proverbs actually says a verse that, that it, will, it will eat at your bones. I have a cousin of mine that is so mad at God because he lost his dad when he, was, when he was younger. His dad drowned. And he is the most bitter person that I even know. You could, be, you could do something so nice for him, and he would just walk, turn around and walk away and wouldn't even speak to you. It's is, is eating him from the inside because he holds this unforgiveness. He holds this bitterness in, in his life. This Christmas season... 
Who do you need to forgive? It might be somebody. It might be God. You might be here and you, you come to church because you know that's what you're, you grew up to doing or you're supposed to do, but you are so mad at God right now because of something that may have happened or something that may, may not have happened and, and you felt that God told you that it was supposed to. I look at those two and say, okay, I can forgive somebody else, and I can, I can try to forgive God. But the one person I have a really hard time forgiving is myself. Because I know every little thing about me. I know everything I do wrong. We've all held on to bitterness and unforgiveness in some way, shape, or form at some point in our lives. And you might be there now. This Christmas season, we can learn something from Joseph. We have to let it go. And it's not just for the other person. You have to let it go for yourself. And I, I know it's not that easy. But I want, I want to give you a couple ways. Three Three tips. How to let it go, how to, how to forgive. Sean Lee, if you don't mind coming back uh, to the keys. Actually, I'll call the whole team back. We'll do, a, we'll do a, one of the Christmas carols to close out here in a moment. So Dan and Jackson, if you can come back as well. Why not make Christmas season 2018 be the best Christmas of your life? Not because you're going to get more gifts. but because you can walk around with peace in your life saying that you don't hold on forgiveness towards anybody, to God, or yourself. And the, these are the tips. Three ways I feel that you can, you can actually step into to forgiving somebody. You have to, to decide. You will never forgive if you wait until you feel like it. You will never forgive if you wait until you feel like it. So you have to decide that you're going to do this. Second one is depend. You cannot forgive without the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is too, it is too hard to do on your own. If you are truly willing, God will enable you. And the last one is obey. We have to obey what is written in here. And it tells you to pray for your enemies. Those who have abused you and misused you. This is crazy. To actually pray for their happiness and well-being. How many times when we hold unforgiveness against somebody, do we pray for them? We're like, God, can they just get what they did to me? Can, can, they, just, can they just blow a tire and flip their car or something? But how many times do we actually pray, God bless those people in their business. Bless their now family. Bless and do not curse them. You can't walk around in forgiveness and continue to gossip about it. 
we must, we must stop repeating the offense. You cannot get over it if you continue talking about it. You cannot get over it if you continue talking about it. I understand that all of our lives are different and they're all unique and, and some of us have had rough lives and some of us haven't had rough lives and some of us have parents and some don't. Some have kids and, and some lost kids and, and we, could, we, could be, we, could, we could hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness inside of our, inside of our lives but, but we will never get to a point where, where we're completely in peace if we're not willing to forgive others Forgive God and forgive ourselves. Maybe you're here and you've never asked for forgiveness of your sins, forgiveness of things in your life that you feel like, I cannot, I cannot get, if I can't get over this, God can never do anything with me. Today, forgiveness is here. If you want to start a relationship with, with Jesus Christ, you might not even know what that means. But you're like, something happened today, something I felt, something, something that somebody said or something shook my hand and said, there's something in their lives that I want. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus working in their lives. So if you're here and you, you, you're, you don't call yourself a Christian, you've never made that decision to follow Jesus, today forgiveness is, is here and it's for you. But you have to decide. You have to depend. You have to obey. So I welcome you to just bow your heads, close your eyes. And I'm just going to say a, a prayer. And if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus into your life before, and today you want to, I, I welcome you to repeat this prayer with me in your heads, uh, and I just believe that it's a, it's a prayer that, that welcomes Jesus into your life. So if that's you, want to make a decision to follow Jesus, just repeat after me. God, in this very moment, I ask for your forgiveness. I cannot do this on my own. I will continually mess up but I ask for your help. I promise to do my best to follow your ways. In your name, amen. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.